Joel, you are you are somewhere new today. Where are you, Joel? What state are you in? I where am I? Uh, I am I am in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois, the land of Lincoln. Today, what are you yeah. doing in Chicago? Uh, here for work. Stop! Stop wasting your wine. Sent you to Chicago. <laughs> That's yeah, <laughs> correct. I'm, I'm scouting out some uh, some new wines up here. Sorry, you guys couldn't come. It's been really great. Yeah, well, you know, we, we can only afford to send one person out right now. We'll, we'll revisit. Why you said me, I was way beyond me. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to Stop Wasting Your Wine, a wine review podcast where we waste our wine so you don't have to. On this episode, we review... A red wine from Spain. Hey everyone, welcome back. Aaron here, and I am excited to just spend my evening with two of the most traveled gentlemen I know, Colin and Joel. How the hell are you? <laughs> Doing very well. <laughs> That's funny. Very yeah, well. No, I, I like that. I mean, I'm pretty traveled around the United States, but outside the States... I don't don't have a lot of countries off the checklist. I just don't know that many gentlemen, so that is what it is. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. It says more about your the company you keep <laughs> than the travels that we have behind <laughs> it. So wow, thank you. Well, no, go on. We got we got this is this is the this is well, this is the farthest we've been apart from each other. I mean, I'm always far away from you guys, but right now, you know, you aren't sitting like two miles from each other. Yeah. Well, I'm actually I'm closer to you. Now, Aaron, I'm in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, so this is more. This is like you know, you and I are together, and and Colin's the odd man out in this one. That's even not very true. Anybody that knows U.S. geography is like you guys are a perfect pyramid right now. You guys are a triangle. <laughs> you are in no way close to each other. I'm in the Midwest right now. <laughs> hey, that is something that's kind of funny about Chicago. Uh, I'll tell you this: I I've been loving it because I love you know New York. And uh, really enjoy always going there. I love big cities. And sometimes I'll feel like I'm in New York. But then like somebody will just be like, hey, how are you? And will smile at me. (laughs) And it's just like genuinely just lovely. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I'm in the Midwest. This is new. Hey, hey, watch it. New York, (laughs) get a bad rap. They're fantastic. I agree. 100%. I agree with that. But it's not the Midwest nice situation. Neither is it in Orlando. I'm not saying anything like that, but it's just this, you know, the combination of the big city and just like genuinely nice people is very hard to find. My brain is very clunky about Midwestern geography. It always just lumps Chicago into northern cities, like like just, you know, traditionally like northeastern cities. And that's I know that's very, very wrong. Uh, No, that's how it is. They're all stacked on top of each other here. Every Midwestern city you can think of all right. It's all just Michigan, right? Yeah, exactly. God. <laughs> so many people just turned off our podcast. This isn't stop wasting your maps. That's fine. All right. So that's enough making all of our high school geography teachers upset. Uh, Joel, can you tell us about the wine that we're drinking that is not from Chicago or anywhere in America? Very happy that it's not from Chicago, at least. Yeah, we are drinking the Baronia Rioja today. This is Tempranillo, about 14% ABV, and I know you guys picked this up for 
$18. I had to pay that Chicago premium, picked it up for about $20 while I was out here. And this is the 2018 vintage. Fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, it costs a lot more to ship wine out to the the folks of the Midwest. It's just Dex. not near any, not, not a lot, not a lot of wine happening out there, is there? Colin, are you going to tell us about the uh, the Midwestern uh, grapes today? Um, no, I don't know too many Midwestern grapes. If I'm being honest, <laughs> I can't can't think of any off the top of my head. Although they might make wine out there, it's nice and cool. I, you know, I don't, I don't know. That might have to be another episode. We might have to look into. Uh, to Midwestern wine. We're, we're going to get a bunch of people adding us being like, there are so many good wines out <laughs> here. Definitely not a region you cover in the WSET program. So, you know, I don't know if that says anything per se. All right. So this is not a Midwestern wine. What are we drinking today, Colin? You chose this wine. What's happening? This was my pick. I wanted to try some Rioja because we haven't had too much wine from Spain, although we had some Cava last week. But um, other than that, we definitely have not tried a Tempranillo so far, so it'll be interesting. Tempranillo is the grape? Tempranillo is a grape. Yes, that's right. So it'll be interesting to see what that brings to the table. And we, we talked a little bit about primary, secondary, and tertiary flavors. And in Rioja, they do a lot with aging their wines. And uh, this wine in particular uh, is a reserva level wine, which stay tuned to find out what that means. There is some age to this wine, so I'll be excited to see if we get any of those tertiary aging flavors out of this one so that's why that's why i uh i wanted to see what this one would bring to the table cool and, and personally i was excited about this and, and i've been excited uh, for the past couple weeks i think because my dummy not knowing much about wine brain is really just familiar with the traditional pinot noir Sauvignon blanc like th those kind of things and so over the past few weeks i feel like you guys have been picking some really cool quite honestly like wines i've never heard of if i was just walking in the wine store and saw like rioja on the shelf I, I would have no idea what that is or what that's referring to or what's going on so i'm personally excited to learn about it and and kind of delve deeper into just different types of wine that i'm not used to and rio is a really cool region they do some cool stuff with their aging like i mentioned uh, their barrel selection is a little bit different too a lot of old world wines use primarily french oak in Rioja, they use a lot of American oak, which you don't typically see. So it'll be interesting to see if we get any of that influence. You mean like Rioja being the region, they've made it their thing to ship in American oak yep. for their... Yep, that's right. And, that, and that's not just this vineyard. It's no, just no, no, that's, the vineyards in Rioja. That's kind of their thing out there. That's just kind of what they do. All right. So that's a cool reason to drink this wine. Let's learn a little something. This is the only thing you will learn. A couple of weeks ago, we wrapped up the talk about wine labels. And I briefly mentioned that one of the things you might see on the wine label is the classification system. And I wanted to talk a little bit about the Rioja classification system, like I mentioned, because it's pretty cool and they do a really good job of educating the public like they have a really great website the Rioja region that really explains kind of what the region's about and what they're doing with their classification system and really classification system in gen general like I mentioned are there to give buyers more information as to the potential quality of the wine and I say potential because of course there could be bad wine even from a, a region with a solid classification system so it's not a guarantee but it it does kind of give you some level of, of knowledge before you buy the wine that at least it's hit these certain standards. 
and the, the classification system in Rioja, and I doubt you guys, either of you might know this, but you, either you want to take a stab what the classic word. What just assume that I don't know what the classification is? Wow. Uh, well, yeah, what the hell, dude? Minutes after I told you I've never heard of it before. <laughs> sure. I'd like to remind everybody, too, that that Aaron has been a teacher for a very long time. And I, I just, that was Colin that said that. But I love the idea, Aaron, that you would, like, go into class and be like, I doubt you guys know this. Oh, yeah, Colin's getting some feedback from me, for sure. Listen, I wasn't trying to be mean about that. I just, based on... They never are. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Now, now there's a lot of pressure. Please ask this, and I just, I hope so badly that we know the answer. Go ahead. Yeah. Do you guys know what the classification system in Rioja is based on? So I'll give you an example of another classification system. So, for example, in Burgundy, their classification system is based on how good the site and the vineyard is. So, just to give you an example of something that a classification system could be about. So in Rioja, do you have any idea what it might be about? Can I? I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a flailing guess. That's probably wrong, just based on some of the clues yeah. you dropped so far. Uh-huh. Is it? Is it based on how long the wine is aged? Did I say that? Because that's 100 correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's it. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's incredible. No, you just you just mentioned that the aging process was a big part of. Rioja and talking about you know a France American wow. barrels and whatnot. Right. So you know, color me shocked because that was that was incredible. I am. Do you want to? I'm have you start doing the one thing that we'll learn. If I mean, if you can, don't yeah. do that. Don't do that because we will learn one thing, and it's what I don't know. So yes, so the classification system of Rioja is based on how the wine ages, and there are different levels. We are drinking Reserva tonight, which is. Uh, close to the top, but just real quickly, there are the generic wines, which do not have any aging criteria. They can just kind of be whatever. They're usually wines that are meant to be drank younger. You know, they're not necessarily meant to sell or anything like that. They're wines that you want to, if it's a, a 2023, you want to drink it within a year or so. You then have the Crianza level, which is one step up, and there's two-year minimum aging process. So for red wine, one of those years has to be spent in barrel. And then the other year can be spent as the winemaker sees fit. For white and rosé, it has to spend at least six months in barrel. And then the other year and a half is up to the winemaker. Then you have the reserva level, which I mentioned is what we're drinking tonight. And it's a minimum aging for red wines. It's three years. Uh, It has to spend one year in barrel and at least six months in the bottle. And again, it can be two years in the barrel, one year in the bottle. Where is it the rest of the time? No, it's it's a combination of barrel and bottle. It's just the, the minimum is, okay. is one year in the barrel. <laughs> a year and a half in a bathtub. <laughs> it's, it's wherever they want it. It travels. It actually travels the region while it's not aging. It's learning. All right, so quick so quick question. So uh, if this is a 2018 bottle, do, is the three years after that or before that? I think what he's saying is, it, it, is 2018 when they start aging it or is that when they bottle it and sell it? Yes, that's one thing. 2018 is always going to be the the year that the grapes were harvested. So from 2018, it has spent at least three years aging before it's released. So they can't they they legally cannot release a wine at the reserva level for red before three years of aging. So this has only been out there for a little bit. Yeah, you would not see this on the market, say in the in 2019. It, it, it would be illegal to be classified this way and released illegal. Way. So it's not like a practice and tradition. It's like a policy no. of the region. 
if you're going to put the word Reserva on the bottle, it better meet the standards or, and the board, there are boards in the different. The wine police show up. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. The wines have to meet specifications set by the, the classification boards. And then uh, there's one other level. There's the uh, Grand Reserva, which is must be aged for five years with at least two years in the barrel and two years in the bottle. And then for Whites and Rosés, it's four years. So, and that that's just to give you kind of what to expect when you see these different terms, because without the prior knowledge of the levels, you, you wouldn't really know what a Reserva versus a Crianza versus a Grand Reserva is. Do me a favor. Just go go from bottom to top again. Just list the, the classifications. So you have generic Rioja wines, which can be any age. You have Crianza, then you have Reserva, and then you have Grand Reserva. And there's and that's for still wine. There is another scale for sparkling wine out of Rioja, which they do have. I'm oh, not going to go over that now because that'll be, you know, that's if we're getting too complex. Another episode. And then there's one other, just really quick, uh, a cool little visual. I can get these off of the Rioja website and we can maybe put these up on Instagram and on the website. But each level has a a color associated with it. So for example, if you see on the back of our bottle, it kind of has a burgundy label. It even said it says like Reserva on it. So, But even if it didn't say Reserva, you could see just by the color what each level is. So for example, the, the generics are going to be green. The Crianza is going to be red. Reserva is the burgundy. And then the Grand Reserva is going to be blue. Something to look out for. Blue. Blue. <laughs> blue. Yeah, I, I feel like I just learned... A lot. It was a lot, but I think it's also important. I might take too much. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back on up on this. And and look, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something right now. I'm gonna be a little vulnerable. When I asked the 2018 question, I saw a little bit of a look from both of you of like, come on, man, that's a dumb question. But I think there's more people on my level of just being like, I don't know if that number means this time or this time, you know. And so this is like a big window into a whole nother aspect of wine that I imagine a vast majority of people just aren't even thinking about. So I'm very appreciative of, of what we of what we just talked about. And I, and I hope we visit enough wines in this category over time that it starts to, to sink in a little more. For the record, I had no, no look. I thought it was a wonderful question. I might have had a slight look only because we covered what the term vintage meant in a previous podcast and you're usually so good at remembering what we talked about that the fact that you didn't remember i think was more shocking than anything else aaron skipped that episode he didn't listen to it. i don't know how to feel about <laughs> what you just said it sounded nice but i don't know i think <laughs> i tried it sounded nice in my head i'm sorry if it wasn't <laughs> Tastes like wine. All right, guys, go ahead and take your wine glasses and uh, let's let's see what we're getting on this. Joel, start us off. What are you getting on the nose? Okay, I'm getting a lot of honestly leather and uh, and earthy with a little kicker of some some kind of black fruit in there. And definitely, you can you can smell that. You know, we talked a lot about the oak and all that good stuff. You can smell that that's the case. That's for sure. Yeah, that's that's definitely what was hitting my level zero nose quite a bit. Uh, it's just like that really, really oaky, just like, I don't know, smoky. Is that the right right word at this? But it's just, it's heavy. You know, it's... It, Let's see why you'd say it. Yeah. yeah. Definitely very oaky. Ton of oak. Yeah. A lot of fruit, too, up front. I'm getting quite a bit of fruit. Dark fruit, fruit for sure. 
little bit of plum, some blackberry. Uh, but then you get not only what, Joel? Okay, you said blackberry first, okay? God, no, geez. I was going to laugh at, I was laughing at flute fruit. Oh, did I say flute fruit? <laughs> Which sounds <laughs> delightful. It does sound delightful. That's very nice. I'm sorry. <laughs> fruit. <laughs> <laughs> go on, anyway, go yes, on. No, sorry. but the the black fruit uh so a lot of baking spices not only do you get kind of that oaky flavor like the flavor of oak but you also get just a ton of the influence you get just some clove in there um, clove that's interesting yeah and some other baking spices Ooh. okay well i'm gonna I'll, I'll let i'll let aaron go first before i say my notes on that but that that's it's interesting what you just said no i got i got nothing else i just it's definitely it's definitely very distinct. Like we, you know, I think we've it's mm. we've had quite a few red wines at this point, and this one definitely has like a pretty distinct uh, uh, aroma to it for sure. I think there's a lot going on. When you said uh, when you said baking spices, Colin, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, vanilla, vanilla, yeah, vanilla. And then you said clove, and I was like, mm. yep. I don't for know sure. where it's going with that. That's that's my uh, non. Level two. I also thought yeah. vanilla, but no one had said vanilla left, and it seems like a real obvious one. So I'm like, eh, I'm not going to say. Aaron, no, I think vanilla. I chickened I like, out. I like, yeah, I like the earthy, <laughs> earthy call too. It's very complex. I will say on the nose, mm-hmm. I don't know, there's a mm-hmm. lot going on. You know, it's it's quite it's quite nice to smell. To be honest, there's there's just so much to kind of sift through there. Uh, it'll be interesting for sure to see how this tastes. All right, well, mm-hmm. that sounds like a perfect invitation to go ahead and do so. So let's see, Joel, you kicked us off with the, with the smell. Uh, do you want to kick us off with the taste yeah. as well? I do, because honestly, I'm going to tell you something. When I smelled it, I, I and I, I think I've said this before, I'm not a huge no oak fan. When I smelled it, I was a little nervous. But drinking this, it is not overly oak. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not at all. I thought it was going to be a lot more oak when we drank it here. And then uh, a lot of that, still just that black fruit. Big time black fruit. That's what I got. Yeah, Colin. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> I agree on the black fruit. There's a lot going on in this one. Uh-huh. I mean, yeah. it is. They're just layers upon layers, which is, I think, one of the things Rioja does really well um, because of those mm-hmm. aging uh, requirements. There, there, there's definitely, or there can be anyway, some built-in complexity, and I, I definitely think you get that with this wine. Definitely a ton of that black fruit, just like right to the face. It's it's bold black fruit. The plum, the blackberry, absolutely. The baking spices too are just. It, it's very. It's almost warming, and not in an alcohol way, but kind of like a, a warm apple pie way. You know, if if that makes almost like a mold wine kind of way. Kind of, but not as intense, right? It's not like. Oh yeah. It doesn't yeah. taste like a mold wine, but it it kind of still has that like mm-hmm. that baking spice kind of nice warm hug type thing going on. You definitely get quite a bit of that oak influence. The vanilla is definitely there. It's it's uh it there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. Getting like a like yep. a licorice kind of vibe. Like it's like very I don't know, yeah, it's like the black fruit. It's like it's yeah, it all goes back to that. To it's it. just like and from like a structure standpoint, like it's a very full body, like weighty wine. Yeah. Um for sure. Very grippy. Absolutely. You know, like I can feel yep. it for a while on my on my gums and my teeth. Lots of tannins. Mm. But I will say the tannins not there's quite a bit of it, but it's nice. It's like it's not yeah, it's, it's the, not it's like the scratchy. Right level. No, no, it's the right, right. level. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't feel bad. You get that nice grip, but it's it's welcomed grip, I would say. And reminder, because yeah. we have been bludgeoning ourselves with these wines very often. With it, we had a slight reprieve with the cava. This is a fourteen percent wine. I am not tasting, experiencing the alcohol at all in a good way. 
right? Not like, in an offensive way. Yeah, in an yeah. offensive way. Like I'm not getting like a big burn or if you, if you told me this was like a 12% wine, I wouldn't argue with you. Joel, you look like you're about to have a revelation. Well, no, not a revelation, more of a question than anything else because I feel like it's, uh, okay, it's aged in oak, but it's not too oaky. It's got a lot of blackberry, but it's not sweet. You know, like there's- It's really high alcohol, but it's much going on. not, not <laughs> yeah. burny. Yeah, I'm almost wondering how it's doing so much and it's working. I think the word you're looking for here is balance. The, it just all really comes together. The winemaker did a great job integrating the oak well. You know, nothing sticks out here. It's all very harmonious. The it, It's bold, but it's it's bold in all of the right ways. You know, there's not one flavor that, that really takes over all the other flavors. Everything works together. This is, this is a really, really well-balanced wine. Yeah. So maybe you... <laughs> Aaron, you were joking. Like I looked like I was having a renaissance earlier, but maybe I am. Maybe this is maybe this is one of the best examples of just a really good, well balanced, but in the right ways wine. Like I feel like we've had some some I'm gonna use air quotes here, balanced wines that are like right down the middle of the lane mm-hmm. and don't do much. And it's like, oh, it's balanced and it's you know, it's fine, it's good, it's it is what it is. This is like balanced, but it's doing it's going to the extremes a little bit more but doing it in a really nice way like just doing more i don't know how else to say that (laughs) no i actually i I agree with you a lot because one thing i was thinking about this wine and i don't want to jump to the review x i i often do that by accident uh but i can see this being a wine that some folks don't like like i can i can see like if you are not someone who really wants like a like a complex overly tasty red which i know i know sounds uh you guys know what i mean like i feel like someone could could take a sip from this and, and not love what where it's going i personally really enjoy it like I, I like i like this wine a lot the other week i said that, that i think we were drinking the sauvignon blanc from france it was a, a drinker not a thinker well this is quite this is a thinker you really have to kind of you know you have to pay attention to each layer to, to really fully understand i mean there's just a lot going on but yeah let's you want to you want to review it yeah, let's go ahead. Let's let's, uh, let's jump. Yeah. We're saying a lot, but uh, but do we like it? Yeah, but did they like it? It's time for the review. All right, so we said a lot. We talked a lot about the smell, uh, the taste. Man, this is a good one. But I'm not. Gonna, I'm gonna start us off. Uh, Colin, why don't you kick us off? Where are you landing with this? Is this? A, uh, is this go? Is this going down the drain, Colin? No, it's definitely not going down the drain. Absolutely not. I am on the fence. It's a real, oh. a really high fence. I like this wine a lot, like a lot, a lot. Don't do it. It's very well balanced. It's 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 fruity. There's a lot of layers, like I mentioned. Think if I put the Igu Gall in, I think I like this one even a little bit more. I'm gonna have to put it Tell in the wine. I'm gonna have to put it in there. I have to. It's just. Uh. For 20 bucks. I... Can I tell you why I'm mad? Yeah, please. I want to tell you why I'm mad. Please. I'm going to tell you why I'm mad. I'm tell mad me. because I am also doing that, but this is the second <laughs> time that I'm doing it following you, and all the listeners out there are going to start talking. Everybody's going to be talking on Instagram. Oh, Joel only puts things in the wine fridge after Colin does it. It's going to be all over the place, but that's not the case. I was going to do this. I wanted to go last, and I wanted you guys to not put it in your wide fridge so I could put it in mine and make it a big deal. Anyway, go on. Well, Joel, yeah. you're mad. You think you're mad, Joel? You think you're <laughs> mad? I was all excited Wait a because minute. 
I didn't have anything in my wine fridge yet. And this was going to be it? my first one. And instead oh. of me having this moment, <laughs> I'm now the third jackass putting this in my wine fridge. But which means a in a very exciting way, this is our first ever unanimous wine fridge wine. This is a big day. It is. And Especially for 20 wow. bucks. I mean, come on. Come on. Yeah. There's so much going on. And I will say, I agree with Aaron what he said that this wine's probably not for everybody. You know, if you don't like the big, bold style wine, then, you know, you may not put this one in your wine fridge. But I think just as far as quality and value is concerned, for 20 bucks, finding something as good as this is going to be difficult. Yeah, I, I, I would agree. And I honestly, the thing for me to like why I, I decided very early on that this was going in the wine fridge is I don't think I've been so caught off guard buy wine in a good way that we've reviewed on this show yet and it just immediately got me thinking like trying to analyze it figure out what's going on but the whole time i enjoyed it we've had ones where i'm trying to figure it out and i'm like why am i not really <laughs> loving this but this whole time i was like oh you know this is this is a really uh, uh interesting very enjoyable thing and i i'm trying to figure out what's going on so yeah and and uh, agreed it i weirdly enjoyed it slightly more even though the the gugal was my choice I was like, this might edge that one out just slightly. So I'm glad we have three spots. Reminder too, once we fill up those three spots, we got to take some out, uh, yeah, put no. something else in. Yep, for sure. So Colin, you and I, we got to start thinking about that. Yep. Aaron, you're just getting going, which is great. Right. You got a little room to grow, but this is something we're going to have to monitor as we both go. Both the Gugal and the Rioja are both reds too. So like, I have a feeling once we start uh -huh. running out of space there, like one of these guys has got to go. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. if, if, if you want a diverse wine fridge, of course. Yes. But all right, folks, you heard it here first. <laughs> uh, this 18 to $20 bottle of Rioja from Baronia is just a really solid, solid, solid red wine. We highly recommend. It's our first three wine fridge wine. I'm blown away still. Yeah. Still can't believe it. Uh, exciting, exciting times here at Stop Wasting Your Wine uh, across America. But before we let you go, uh, Colin, can you tell the listener where they can interact with us and what we would love to to hear from them moving forward? Actually, let me go ahead and uh, step no in. Way. I'd be happy to walk everybody through the... No, I'm totally joking. Colin, you got this. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do it, Joel. I think I think if you really need one more. Okay, Joel next is time. so terrified okay, of naming uh, social medias, <laughs> Snapgrams, and whatnot. Meet us on the tweet box. Help us, Colin. <laughs> Don't meet us on the tweet box. Yeah, absolutely. You can find us on Instagram, where Aaron has been doing a fantastic job. Uh, with a lot of really fun posts. I'm an influencer now. I don't know if I'd go that far, but you're doing you're doing a great job. <laughs> Thank you. You can check us out there at Stop Wasting Your Wine. Uh, you can check us out at our website, stopwastingyourwine.com. And if you've been enjoying the show, we'd love for you to tell somebody about it. You know, whether you, you know, share one of our posts on Instagram or just tell a friend you've been listening to the podcast, that would be a great help. And we'd, we'd also love to hear from you. You know, let us know what we're doing well, maybe what we're not doing well. We're always looking to uh, improve the podcast, and we'd love to know what you guys are thinking. Yeah, absolutely. We're really excited. We just crossed $450 on Instagram. We have approaching 500 listens on our podcast. Those might be uh, small potatoes to some people out there, but we're just very excited about it. So please, 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 uh, if you get the time, please share, follow us, 
leave reviews. We appreciate you all very much. Just a big thanks to all the people who who do listen every week. You know, we we know you're out there. Drop us a line. We'd love to interact with you a little bit more. We see we see uh we see the numbers tick up. We know you're out there. We'd love to hear from you. And whoever is listening to our podcast before six a.m. every time it drops on Tuesday, man, God bless you. We I, I don't know who you are. I don't know where <laughs> you are, but that might be my wife doing a, a three a.m. Thank you. Thanks, hon. (laughs) Hi, y'all. We'll see you around. Till next time. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye.